The Last Scene of All From Tales of War by Lord Dunsinay This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read for LibriVox by Dale Grothman Last Scene of All by Lord Dunsinay after John Calleron was hit, he carried on, in kind of twilight of the mind. Things grew dimmer and calmer. Harsh outlines of events became blurred. Memories came to him. There was singing in his ears like far-off bells. Things seemed more beautiful than they had a while ago. To him, it was for all the world like an evening after some quiet sunset, when lawns and shrubs and woods and some old spire look lovely in the late light, and one reflects on past days. Thus he carried on, seeing things dimly. And what was sometimes called the roar of battle, those aerial voices that snarl and moan and whine and rage at soldiers, had grown dimmer, too. It all seemed further away, and littler, as far things are. He still heard the bullets. There was something so violently and intensely sharp in the snap of passing bullets at short range that you hear them in deepest thought, and even in dreams. He heard them, tearing by, above all things else. The rest seemed fainter and dimmer and smaller and further away. He did not think he was very badly hit, but nothing seemed to matter as it did a while ago. Yet he carried on. And then he opened his eyes very wide and found he was back in London again, in the underground train. He knew it at once by the look of it. He had made hundreds of journeys long ago by those trains. He knew by the dark outside that it had not yet left London, but what was odder than that, if one stopped to think of it, was that he knew exactly where it was going. It was the train that went away out into the country where he used to live as a boy. He was sure of that without thinking. When he began to think how he came to be there, he remembered the war as a very far-off thing. He supposed he had been unconscious a very long time. He was all right now. Other people were sitting beside him on the same seat. They all seemed like people he remembered a very long time ago. In the darkness opposite, beyond the windows of the train, he could see their reflections clearly. He looked at the reflections, but could not quite remember. A woman was sitting on his left. She was quite young. She was like someone that he most deeply remembered than all the others were. He gazed at her and tried to clear his mind. He did not turn and stare at her, but he quietly watched her reflection before him in the dark every detail of her dress, her young face, her hat, 
the little ornaments she wore, were minutely clear before him, looking out of the dark. So contented she looked that you would say she was untouched by war. As he gazed at the clear, calm face, and the dress that seemed neat, though old, and, like all things, so far away, his mind grew clearer and clearer. It seemed to him certain that it was the face of his mother, but from thirty years ago, out of old memories and one picture. He felt sure it was his mother as she had been when he was very small. And yet, after thirty years, how could he know? He puzzled and tried to be quite sure. But how she came to be there, looking like that, out of those oldest memories, he did not even think of at all. He seemed to be hugely tired by many things, and did not want to think. Yet he was very happy, more happy even than tired men just come home all new to comfort. He gazed and gazed at the face in the dark, and then he felt quite sure. He was about to speak. Was she looking at him? Was she watching him, he wondered? He glanced up for the first time to his own reflection in the clear row of faces. His own reflection was not there, and blank dark showed between his two neighbors. And then he knew he was dead. The End of Last Scene of All by Lord Dunsinane